guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Missional Student Podcast, like the Ohio State University. It's the Missional Student Podcast. As always, I am John here with Phil. Glad to be with you. Phil, and we are talking again about missional rhythms. So we're kind of on the series talking about missional rhythms. Go back and listen to past episodes. They're kind of building off of each other. So we started out with what is a missional rhythm and the importance of having these habits in your life. And then we moved on to specific ones. So thinking, missionally loving, missionally praying, missionally listening. And now my personal favorite of all the missional rhythms, missional eating so i'll let phil take over from here yeah i'm pretty sure this will be a fan favorite of uh of all the missional rhythms and it's it's so interesting we all love to eat don't we and if there's one thing that tears down barriers i think so often in culture or society is the fact that everyone likes food, you know? And we love to eat out, we love to just share a meal together, and it's just a common connection point. And as we're thinking about missional rhythms and building relationships with people far from Jesus, I think one of the most important things we can think about is how to create common points of interest, how to how to identify would be a better word, how to identify common points of interest. Mm-hmm. And food is easy. It is so easy to talk about food. I, you know, it's amazing how even in a social environment, how food makes it less awkward. I don't know if you've ever felt that, you know, it's just like, oh, I walk into this crowd. Where do I belong? Oh, there's food, <laughs> you know, beeline directly for the snack table. You got cheese. And then like you also have that conversation starter of hmm, cheese is pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this cracker's delicious. Oh, hey. Oh, try some of this. It's good too. And it's just amazing how food can break down barriers and just allow us to connect with each other. And, you know, and I think uh, as we think about scripture, one of my favorite verses, 1 Corinthians 10 31, is so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And so as Christians, as followers of Jesus, everything we do is supposed to be an act of worship everything, even our eating, you know? And so um, I'm going to encourage you, worship the Lord today through eating, you know, and how we eat. That's a form of worship I can 100% get behind. (laughs) Amen. Amen. John, you're so spiritual. Thank you. Thank you. One thing also is this aspect of like, I think coming from growing up overseas and learning with culture and things like that, there's something that is equalizing about sitting down at a table with someone and sharing a meal together. There's a reason why in the Bible, when God talked about communion, it's a meal and it's together. And there's just something fellowship building about sitting down and eating. Like everything is kind of equal at, at a table on some level. Like the, like you're all at the same height. You're all sharing from the same food. You're all eating from the same thing. And it's just, it's very community building and relationship building to just really eat together and conversation I think just flows better over a food meeting versus like just a regular meeting I don't know thoughts you're you're spot on and you see in in many cultures it is very significant to share a table with somebody like that is just a statement about your relationship and it's interesting in English even the word companion uh, comes from a Latin root that's a compound word that has to do with being with or together with someone and bread pan. You know that from Spanish, right? So with bread together. And so it has this whole idea of this community and, and Jesus understood the value of the table. And, you know, there's only a few times in scripture that we see the phrase, the son of man, dot, dot, dot. The son of man came, dot, dot, dot. Three times. 
All right. I don't know if you can. Can you think of any of those, John? The Son of Man came. Well, there's Mark 10:45. The Son of Man came to serve, not to serve, but to be served and to give his life as a ransom for many. You're, you're cheating. You're looking at my notes. Come on, John. Yeah. Oh, but I think that's one a lot of people, the Son of Man came to, to serve, not to be served. Yeah, that's one that comes right to mind. You know, another one is in Luke 19:10. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And there's only one other time it says the Son of Man came in the Gospels. And that's in Luke 7:34, and it said, the son of man has come eating and drinking. And Jesus is actually sit- talking here and he's quoting what everyone is saying about him. And, and you remember from the Pharisees accusations of Jesus, they called him a glutton and a drunkard. And again, not because he was drunk or because he was massively obese. You know, they called him those things because he ate and he drank with sinners. He was called a friend of sinners. His reputation was sharing a table with people who were not religious, which is really interesting. And he actually, you know, there were several times we have record of him eating with religious leaders too and being invited into religious teachers' homes and eating with them as well. So it wasn't like he discriminated. I'm only going to eat with sinners. But he ate with people. He, he wanted to be in their home. Remember Zacchaeus? I was in the tree and, and he's like, hey, what are you doing, Zacchaeus? Come down. I'm going to your house today. And Zacchaeus invited all of his tax collector friends because he's like, I've got this religious prophet, this Jesus. You need to come and meet him. And, uh, and he's just compelled and he just realizes the sin of his ways and confesses that, decides to give the money back uh, and then some to the people he's cheated. And it all happened at a table. It all happened at a table. And so I think Jesus understood and leveraged the table for mission, you know, to, to reach and meet people far from himself. So. Mm. And even as like a hospitality or as a, as you're saying this, I'm just thinking as a just cultural staple, eating together and sharing a table has been something that is one, just transcends almost all cultures. But two, one of the few things that we, that is passed down from like even before Christ, like you look at uh, the story of Abraham in Genesis, when God shows up and his immediate react is, let me let's eat together and then even today like what do you do when you when you have like someone that you respect to to come in you have you have them over for dinner or if you want to make a new friend you go out to eat with them a first date is food you're you have dinner part dinner parties are a thing that i guess adults have um, <laughs> but dinner parties are even a thing where you just get together and you you eat food and it's one of these eating together and fellowshipping over over food is something that we can is one of the few things that we continue to do throughout history and so there there is significance to that yeah there's something about the barriers food breaks it's just interesting um yeah and i agree i i think we all most of us eat two three times a day you know do the math that's 21 times a week built into our calendar of times we spend eating how many of those times do we eat with people far from jesus Probably 90% of those times. You know, I mean, well, you know, for some of us, it might be, oh, never. And some of us, it might be, oh, you know, kind of frequently, you know. And how are you leveraging those times when you're eating food to guide that conversation towards Jesus? You know, um, I really believe that it is just one of the most natural places to connect. And if you think about all the missional rhythms we've talked about so far, loving, okay, how loving is it to invite someone, especially over to your home or even to a restaurant and you get a shared appetizer and, and you, you'll say, hey, hey, try some of this. And it's just what a way to show love to someone, to prepare for them, the, the, the 
hospitality that's involved in that, that's a way to show love. You think about listening, right? You're sitting at a table, you're having conversation, and you're not just eating, you're asking questions and you're listening. Mm. You're listening to what's going on in their life, what's, what's going on with their family, what's going on in their relationships, what's going on in their, their faith, their walk. You know, what, what, what do they think about who Jesus is? You know, what, who is the son of man? You know, and so how, how can we leverage that? So I just think the table can be just a really effective way for us um, just to leverage something in our culture that everyone does for the purpose of mission. I was talking with a friend, um, Eric Asp, he, he does H2O Ministries uh, up in yeah, Kent State. Neat guy, just, you know, doing outreach amongst, man, the next generation. You know, Generation Z's in college now, and he's just doing it on campus. And so what they do, and, he, you know, I think we're going to try to have Eric on at some point, and now that I'm saying it on a podcast, he definitely has to do it. Yeah. So Eric, if you're listening, you're going to come and be on the podcast. This is your formal invitation. So on Thursday, you know, on the weekend, typically, and I believe they do it on Thursday nights, you know, they're, it is a huge drinking scene. Once it warms up, um, there's a main street and there's all the pubs and the bars and, and just thousands, thousands of students are there and they're drinking and they're partying and, and they're there. What, what they have realized at H2O Church is that these people are there just to find friends, to connect with people. Like that's why they're there and the alcohol's there and it, you know, distorts it. And it's the college scene that you would expect. But what they thought was instead of fleeing that space, let's infiltrate that space. And so they set up a table, run through a window, an extension cord and set up an electric hot plate and they cook pancakes and they just give them away. And he said, that it's unbelievable, all the students that just stop. And they're like, you're giving away pancakes? I'll have a pancake. And they are able to engage people in conversation that very often leads to spiritual conversation and even inviting them into community and, and in having deeper conversation over a meal or a table or in a group. And so um, they're leveraging a cultural celebration, a cultural phenomenon for the Lord, for, for the gospel. And they're having a presence there in the same way. Um, if you're in high school, it's like the lunchroom. Uh, how are you leveraging your lunch table for mission? You know, how are you leveraging, you know, whether it be just, you know, your team meals, you're off on it to a game or to a meet and, and you stop at a restaurant. That's an opportunity for conversation. You know, food can break down those barriers. And there'll be, we'll be talking, this is kind of going to be a two week thing. We'll be talking more about this next week with a dear friend of mine who is studying the theology of food right now at a seminary in uh, Canada. And she did some stuff. So we're going to, and one thing we talk about is how eating with, like how soup kitchens can be better when you eat with the homeless people and how how churches how some churches um, have started to do this thing where instead of just the peer, the the people from the church serving the the soup kitchen serving just behind the line they're serving and then they're getting food and they're going and sitting down and i know on trips that i've been on with this church in new york we did that like when we we would serve and then we would get the meal and we were encouraged just go sit talk interact share a story and there's just you're sitting down across the table from someone who's has an, who has a who's down on their luck but has a phenomenal story and you're just eating the same food and you're just talking and you're hearing 
and you're listening and just even that just like socioeconomic barriers just broken through yeah we're having spaghetti and chili and we're talking and this garlic bread's fantastic isn't it okay so how did you end up the streets like <laughs> definitely yeah so check out that next podcast and just to get some practical and just i think some in-depth tips on this and just for us to see the table differently and to see it like jesus mm-hmm. did just some practical things that i'd love to challenge our listeners with you know what makes a meal missional and I think, you know, you could just start calling every meal missional, but I think that's the point. Like, really, we want to be practically thinking, what does it mean to really dedicate a meal for the purpose of mission? And so one of those things is choose this week, schedule a time, think of a time that you can eat a meal, share a meal with someone who's far from Jesus. You know, what is a meal, whether it be at your lunch table, maybe it means switching lunch tables this week. Maybe it means inviting that friend from your class to just grab coffee you know, and just hang out with you. Um, But you need to be eating or or drinking with people who are far from Jesus. Um, Creating then intentional conversation. And we're going to get more into this in the coming weeks because we're going to unpack what does it mean to share Jesus and missional sharing? Mm. What does it mean to move conversation into spiritual things, into who Jesus says he is um, in a way that is sensitive, that is loving, um, that is a conversation and not a lecture. Um, Because I think that's huge, especially with millennials and Gen Z. How do you create a conversation about truth? And I believe the truth is on our side, but we want to lead people to Jesus and uh, lead them to the truth. So how do you create and be intentional about creating conversation about spiritual things? And then, you know, it also leveraging the table to really just be a friend. So it's mm-hmm. not just about getting mission done and checking again, this missional box. So you feel better about yourself because you're trying to fulfill the great commission in your life. How can you be a friend at the table? You know, and that might involve, like, Oh, I didn't really talk about Jesus at all, but you heard their story. You heard what a real struggle that they're going through and you just listened and maybe you offered to pray for them. Um, it might be something that simple, but that is, I think, if we started doing this regularly in our lives, we would see missional and kingdom impact um, happening. So I just, I encourage you this week, eat a meal with someone far from Jesus. Just remember, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And if you guys do that this week, let us know about it. Uh, we would love to hear how that worked out, what the conversation, what you guys had, um, where you guys ate. <laughs> Always looking for new restaurant recommendations as well throughout. So let us know on social media. Uh, we are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, all Missional Student. Or you can email us at Missional Student, uh, at info at missionalstudent.com. And we have a book recommendation? Yeah, this week, a great book I want you to check out. It's called A Meal with Jesus by Tim Chester. And he just unpacks some of that the theology of food and, and Jesus and how he, did he talk about the table and how did he l- leverage meals for mission. And so it, it's an excellent read. Um, again, A Meal with Jesus by Tim Chester. Check it out. I think it really will uh, help you just understand and see um, meals and food differently. Um, Tim Chester is a, a missional practitioner in the United Kingdom, and he is he is just phenomenal. Um, we'll be talking about, I think we have another book recommendation by him at some point, but he is just excellent. So check that out. Um, give it a read. Yeah. And then also, while you're having your meal with your friend, tell them about the podcast. Grassroots is the best way, best form of marketing, and I'm in marketing, so I should know. Also, another great way to do that is to write a review. 
give us a wonderful five-star review and that especially on apple Podcasts, because that puts our podcast in front of other people and it puts us on lists and the more reviews we have the more people see it so if you love the podcast tell us we like to hear that you love the podcast and also give us a five-star review like us on all of the social medias check out missionalstudent.com for more information this this episode in blog, blog form as well as some other really cool blogs that will be turned into episodes very very soon check those out and until next week next week will be my interview with rachel so keep in tune we're gonna kind of sprinkle on some bonus episodes throughout that won't just be me and phil talking so be on the lookout for that next week and until next time go live on mission today bye bye guys (laughs) 